DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake, Wake that, that ass up. up. The, the Breakfast Club, Club is on. Right. Yeah. I have to live life. I'm talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay, okay, okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Feast of the Planet is Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Absolutely is. The end of another great work week. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a work week. It's been a work week. Yeah. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. it's definitely been a work week. Now, what do you guys got planned for the weekend, if anything, besides the uh, the babyface and Teddy Riley battle is still happening, right? No changes, correct? Tomorrow. Yes, it is. Yes, it okay. is. Yes, it is. Just make been sure. promoting it all week. Just Teddy make Riley sure. has definitely been promoting it on his end. Babyface is definitely promoting it on his end. And you know I'm already uh, team Teddy Riley all day, okay? Because I Uptown Records is my number one favorite record label of all time. So I'm going good. with Teddy. Good, good, Even good, though Babyface is a whole legend, a god, a, a a king, whatever, you know, word you could use to describe the best in his field, the best in his class, baby faces that. But I'm going with Teddy Riley just because that's my personal uh, favorite. Thank you with my heart on this one. Okay. All right. Well, Dr. Phil will be joining us this morning. My guy. So, so we'll kick it with Dr. Phil and see what he's been doing during this quarantine. If He's, he's still been taping, right? He's been taping at the crib, right? Yeah, from home. Yeah, he's doing this show. I say he did yeah, a bunch of it. interviews. Okay, yeah, so he's doing this show like a lot of other talk shows are doing. They show from the crib. Okay, so we'll kick it with Dr. Phil in a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, Donald Trump is revealing the whole phases plan about, quote, opening up America. He's aiming for May 1st. But he also said some places could literally open back up today. Oh, boy. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, Donald Trump yesterday announced new guidelines to try to reopen the states. He's saying as soon as May 1st. It depends on what state you're in, of course. Here's what he has to say about opening up America. Our approach outlines three phases in restoring our economic life. We are not opening all at once but one careful step at a time. And some states will be able to open up sooner than others. Now that we have passed the peak in new cases, we're starting our life again. We're starting rejuvenation of our economy again in a safe and structured and very responsible fashion. He also got on... He also went on to say, if you look at Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, that's a lot different than New York. It's a lot different than New Jersey. And some of those places could open even today if they meet this criteria, which we'll tell you. I mean, they know more than us. I mean, they are the ones listening to the experts. They're the ones that told told us to stay home. So they're going to be the ones that tell us to go outside. Are you going to listen? 
Dr. Deborah Burks, who uh, is a task force member, gave us the different phases. Phase one, it recommends social distancing, closure of schools, teleworking, sheltering in place for vulnerable individuals. Non-essential travel would be discouraged. Bars will remain closed. Visits to nursing homes and hospitals should remain prohibited. Uh, phase two, they would allow schools, restaurants, and bars to reopen with diminished occupancy, non-essential travel can resume, and people can gather in groups no larger than 50, but they still encourage working from home. This is for the employers. We still would like to encourage telework. And they said common areas should remain closed or be physically distant. And phase three, workplaces will reopen with no restrictions and visits to senior care centers and hospitals can resume. And how, when do these phases roll out though? Are they like, you know, it's one now, is another six months from now? Is another six months from that? Like, when do these phases roll out? Did she give a time frame? Well, governors, according to what state you're in and what it's looking like there, will be the ones to decide that. Here's what else Donald Trump had to say. If they need to remain closed, we will allow them to do that. And if they believe it is time to reopen, we will provide them the freedom and guidance to accomplish that task. We are also encouraging states to work together to harmonize their regional efforts. I don't know how confident I am in that, though. People still got to take the train. People still got to take buses to work. Like, and They've been doing that's, that, though. That, that's that pretty dangerous. Stop for the, nah. stop yeah, for but, you know, you're thinking, of, you're thinking of New York. And like you said, it is a state-by-state state thing. There's some places where there's barely any cases at all. Absolutely. And so so uh, the way that these phases work is you have a 14-day period, and if everything in phase one goes well for a 14-day period, there's no... Uh, cases and all of that, then you can start proceed to another phase. That was talking about any major city. Like, you know, any major city, Chicago, whether it's New York, L.A., you know, Atlanta, people got to take public transportation to work, and people are on top of each other, and then they go to work. You're a city boy. You're not from the rural south like me. So the, the rest of the country is, is is not the city. You know what I mean? So it is places where they not on the trains, they 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 not on the, the, the buses, and there are they are a little bit more social distance from each other because the, the, the cities aren't so dense. Right, so. and I think in in phase one, also the way that phase one works, they still are recommending people work from home, so that still would prohibit would not have so many people on public transportation if they're in a city that depends on that largely. So that wouldn't even resume until phase two and phase two is just non-essential travel when non-essential travel can resume they still recommend that people work from home and phase three is with no restrictions so that means that you continue to have a downward trajectory of coronavirus cases uh for over a month okay all right well that is your front page news now get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you need to vent hit us up now it's the breakfast club good morning the Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Angel. Angel, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Uh, what's up, man? I just want to drop a bomb for my beautiful wife, Jessica. Um, and I want to wish my son a very happy birthday. I mean, sucks that he can't have a birthday party and everything, but we're going to try to make it as fun for him as possible. He turns 13 today. All right. Well, happy, happy birthday to your seed, King. Hey, man, thank you guys. And thank you guys for still being on, man. Love you guys. Thank you. Love Hello, you too, who's King. this? This is Monique. Come on, Monique. Get it off your chest. Um, I just wanted to have a comment on what you said. I pretty much agree. 
Well, what you're saying, I don't believe they should open up the economy so quick, the country so quick, because I work in a prison in Florida, and just thinking about, you know, the inmates and everything, you know, if you open it up so quick, then, you know, we'll affect the inmates, because at this point in time, the inmates are more safe than what we are. That's not how a lot of the inmates I know feel. A lot of the inmates I know feel like they they they're vulnerable because they said the COs don't have uh, PPE and they don't have proper PPE. See, well, we do. I don't I don't know what prison you're talking about, but in Florida we do. At Rikers. Our prison, we we oh, you see, that's I'm in Florida, so we have gloves. We have to wear masks. We have to get temperature checks before we even come into the gate. And if our temperature is a certain temperature, we can't even come to work for 14 days. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's smart. Yeah. Every prison's different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I agree with that, too. I don't think it should open this, this school because I know the governor down here is talking about allowing the kids to go back to school. So if the curve isn't happening, you know, we're putting our kids at risk. Right. Well, let me ask you a question then. Who do you listen to when it's time to go back? To yourself? Because we're in the house because the experts told us to stay in the house. So if the experts are telling us, okay, cool, it's okay to go outside, but with these regulations, we're not going to listen to them? Which, I mean, I, I mean, what? Like, think about my kids, I'm not. You know, That's I don't right. want to affect my kids during all this. I haven't even allowed my kids to come outside. Like, if I got to go to the grocery store, I'm not going to allow my kids to go because I'd rather me get sick than my kids. Yeah, because the experts didn't close the school, and, and I took my kids out of school a week early. The experts didn't tell me when the, when the school was closed. and it, when No, I took my kids out a week early, and even if they said school is back, I'm not putting my kids back in this year. That's just me. I, I That's feel my personal feeling. I, I feel y'all 100%. Them. They don't know what's going on, in my opinion. The experts don't know what's going on. So when? So so okay. So when? So when do we know when to get back to society? Then we we just gonna rely on our gut instincts? I mean, when when I think when when it when it starts going a, a lot further down, and yeah, I gotta I gotta rely on my the curve is, every day. The curve every is day change, But every day something changes. Every day is oh, oh. we didn't know this because at first we I, didn't. They didn't want us to wear masks. Then they wanted us to wear masks. Like they necessarily don't know everything. I just do think that it is a state-by-state thing. Like in Wyoming, there's been two deaths in the whole entire state. South Dakota, six. Mm -hmm. Montana, seven. North Dakota, nine. Alaska, nine. Places like that might feel like, okay, this whole entire time, it hasn't been a huge pandemic here. If we can do phase one and things continue to go downward, then I think like in Wyoming, you could reopen. Yeah, but the the curve is... is, the The curve has been flattening all week long. Yeah, like literally, they've been saying they've been saying it's, it's peaked in certain places. The worst is getting behind us. I just I just want to know when we when who are we going to listen to? I don't know. But That's all I, I want to know. The so-called experts, I don't think necessarily had it right from the start. They were telling us so many different things all along. But get it off I your do. chest. But I just want to say, I do think, like, in a place like New York, yes, we do. And they did extend that stay-at-home order until May 15th so far. So I do think certain places where it is really bad, yes, you delay all of that. But I do feel like in Wyoming, yes, you have to start talking about can Wyoming reopen. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Alicia Lee. I'm from Hempstead, New York. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going out in Long Island, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling um, uh, it's sketchy. It's very sketchy. Hempstead has a lot of cases. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a mortuary technician. Um, I... 
before this whole situation, I was actually working in a fertility clinic. But my old mm. hospital um, up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Methodist, they called me to come back to work. I went for literally one day, and it just didn't feel right. I've never seen anything mm. like it. Um, wow. The, truck, the people in trucks waiting to be really, I really encourage people to stay home. It's not a game. It's not, you know, I see people outside with no masks. You know, it's just, it's terrible. Um, mm. And the mortuary workers do not protect you know, I was told in 95, masks run out, that's it. So it's like, I can't bring this home to my family. So I had to make a conscious choice, you know, to leave. And it felt bad. I felt bad leaving knowing that help was definitely needed in this area. But I didn't feel safe. I really didn't feel safe. Right. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for checking in. Yeah, we she appreciate followed her you. gut in, her, her gut instinct told her this is not for her right now. So mm -hmm. she went to do something else. And we can't argue with that. All right. Well, thank you. Hello. Who's this? Hi, this is Erica. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Get it Good morning. off your chest. Hey, Erica. Hi, I'm calling from Tampa, Florida. So about a month ago, I was laid off from my job. Um, I work in marketing. So I don't know. Earlier today, Charlemagne said like at the end of a work week. And for some reason, it just hit me different because now, even though I filed for unemployment, you know, every like two weeks, you have to go into the system and claim for your funds, your unemployment funds, and yes. now the system is down. So as of now, like I don't know where money's gonna come. I don't even know if, like if I'm gonna get my money every time I go in to try to claim. The system always um, clock out. It always um, kicks me out, and I'm scared. Like yesterday, I got my first bill, and I help support my parents. My parents are um, elderly. They're over 60. Mm -hmm. And also one of my parents just had surgery to remove a tumor. So I'm just like scared. I'm honestly just scared. And what do you mean? What do you mean the site is shut down? Like, you know, okay. So when you for Florida, you go in on the site, you have your um, information and you have to file a claim. When you go in to file a claim, when you um, go into the login system, it completes you, shut you, um, shut you out. So I can't go in to claim my money. Wow. At all. Oh, got you, got you, got they you. Give you a, they give you a time period. So you will have like two weeks to file a claim. And after that two weeks, if you haven't filed a claim, you don't get your money whatsoever. And I believe like um, for Florida, the basic that they give you is like to something and they only give you that for three months so regardless of if you use up your money or not if you don't collect that money within that three months you lose it and now like you know when you call um the state they're either busy they are not answering your um calls and like people are literally out here stuck like good thing i will say is like for me and my colleagues, we have like this little support line where we will talk to each other and all of us are in the same boat, but we're literally like, we don't know what to do. We don't know what's going on. And I just want the country to open back up. I just want to work. That's all I want to do. Mm. All right. Right. I'm thank sorry you. to hear that. Yeah. And thank you for I checking for, in. I, I, we appreciate you. I forgot how to even do unemployment. I was on unemployment for a whole year and mm. I've, Cannot remember how to do it. I do remember you had to go online and declare every week or something like that, though. I see a whole article about how people in Florida are having so many issues uh, trying to get their unemployment through this system and trying to call in. And when they finally get through after waiting for hours, getting hung up on 
And so it looks like it's been an ongoing issue in Florida. I don't that, know what they're going to do that, about that. That's horrible. That's actually also a horrible way to start off an article by saying people in Florida have issues because I would just agree with them right there and keep it turning, keep, keep it moving. So that's horrible. My goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, E? Yes, and let's talk about this all-in challenge that we were discussing previously where celebrities are putting up items and experiences uh, up for auction, and you can bid on those things. We'll tell you what celebrity just stepped up and actually is auctioning off an incredible prize that people cannot believe. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the All In Challenge. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Yes, this challenge is started by Michael Rubin from the 76ers, one of the co-owners. And the idea is to raise money to help combat the coronavirus pandemic. So we got a lot of celebrities to donate crazy prizes that people can bid on. Now, Drake has really stepped up to the plate. He said, I'm going to offer up everything I can for this challenge. Whoever wins, you'll get the chance to fly on air Drake. I'll have the OVO and Nike care packages waiting for you on the plane, fly you to L.A. You'll get to party with us at one of our private parties at Delilah. We'll have a great time, put you up in a great hotel with whoever you choose to bring for the weekend. And it doesn't end there because we'll link back up in the city that you're from and I'll give you the best tickets possible to the show whenever we can tour again. That sounds like a great what? prize. Uh, That's all these Drake fans prize. will love that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be dope. If you're a Drake super yeah. fan, you'll love something like that. Listen, to even I think that's great that he would donate all of that and then let the person hang out with him and fly them to a party and be uh, having that OVO experience on the plane and all of that. That's a great prize that somebody will I never forget. So yeah, that'll dope. raise a lot of money. All right, now Dr. Oz has apologized, and that is because of comments that he made about reopening the country. He was on with Sean Hannity, and Dr. Oz said this. First, we need our mojo back. Let's start with things that are really critical to the nation where we think we might be able to open without getting into a lot of trouble. I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity. Uh, I just saw a nice piece in The Lancet arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us 2 to 3% in terms of total mortality. And, you know, that's any life is a life lost. But to get every child back into a school where they're safely being educated, being fed, uh, and making the most out of their lives with a theoretical risk in the backside, uh, it might be a trade-off some folks would consider. You know, as harsh as that may sound, that's the reality of the situation. You know, people want the most minimal amount of deaths possible, but there will be deaths. And if you read the article that Dr. Oz was quoting from, it wasn't arguing that closing schools presents a specific fraction of children from dying, but a fraction of overall deaths from the coronavirus. So he was saying opening up schools isn't going to change that much. But the mistake Dr. Oz made to me was he failed to mention that we don't even know what opening up schools would actually do because that, I think it's called the Lancet paper. It was a review of other studies and even they acknowledge that the quality of evidence they're drawing on is poor. So you don't even right. know if, you don't know what, you don't know what will happen if you open up schools. Well, he got a slew of criticism, and here's mm -hmm. how he responded on his social media page. I've realized my comments on risks around opening schools have confused and upset people, which was never my intention. I misspoke. As a heart surgeon, I've spent my career fighting to save lives in the operating room by minimizing risks. At the same time, I'm being asked constantly, how will we be able to get people back to their normal lives? To do that, one of the important steps will be figuring out how do we get our children safely back to school? 
We know for many kids, school is a place of security, nutrition, and learning that is missing right now. These are issues we are all wrestling with, and I will continue looking for solutions to beat this virus. All right. Now, Dr. Gupta also responded on uh, CNN last night, and I was watching this. And here is what Dr. Gupta had to say about Dr. Oz's comments. I think this is what he meant. I haven't talked to him, but, you know, the model suggests that maybe some 60,000 people will lose their lives, sadly, to this uh, disease. Uh, how much are we gaining by the various measures that we're putting in place? Uh, the closing of schools, they say, may be contributing only to 2 to 3 percent of that. So that, as you point out, Jake, would be about um, 1,200 to 1,800 people, potentially. Again, not children, but people within the country. Every life is, is a life, you know, and what is the trade-off in terms of starting to reopen things? I, it's, it, that's a big one. Well, I've heard Dr. Gupta say some wild stuff, too. Dr. Gupta said that, you know, 200, if 200,000 people die by August, that's, 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 that's a reason to be optimistic. And I'm like, how is 200,000 people dying mm -hmm. a, case, a case for optimism? But I get it. Like I said, they want the most minimal amount of deaths possible. If you compare 2 million to 200,000, one is way too many, but that's the way they look at it. They look at us as numbers. That's just that's yeah, what they, they do in their line of work. Dr. Gupta was trying to explain what he felt like Dr. Oz was trying to say, and so maybe people interpreted it or the way that he phrased it just didn't come across well, but he right. definitely seemed like uh, he didn't think it was something that we should be canceling Dr. Oz for. All right, R. Kelly, his New York racketeering sex trafficking trial date has now been moved to September 29th, and... You know, part of that is because of the coronavirus pandemic. Cases are on hold right now. It was previously scheduled for July, but they did sign off on that new date, September 29th. All right, Shaq said he's not going to watch the 2020 Hall of Fame ceremony because Kobe memories will make him too sad. He said, <sighs> well, it'll be a huge moment. He admits that he can't watch it because he can't handle going through another bout of sadness like he did mm. when Kobe passed away in January because he still misses him, still thinks about him every day. He said on a scale of sadness with Tim being the worst, he's finally at a two, but watching that Hall of Fame ceremony would bring him back to a seven, eight, nine, I'm and I sure. can't right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I can sure. see that because I, I, I never met Kobe Bryant in my life, but I was watching uh, the replay of Game 5 of the NBA Finals on, ES, on ESPN. And when they won and, you know, he was hugging his wife and hugging his daughters. And I was just like, God damn. And I didn't even know him. And I felt bad. So I can imagine how Shaq feel. And Shaq did say it would be great if his wife gave a speech or his mom or dad gave a speech. But I'll see that afterwards. He said right. he just can't watch the ceremony. All right. I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, we're going to talk about these different phases that could happen to reopen the country. And it'll be state by state. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with Yee? Well, let's start with opening up America plan. Donald Trump has unveiled that plan, new guidelines for reopening states. He's saying this could happen as soon as May 1st. He even said that some places he feels like are ready even today following these guidelines. Here's what he had to say. Our approach outlines three phases in restoring our economic life. We are not opening all at once, but one careful step at a time. And some states will be able to open up sooner than others. Now that we have passed the peak in new cases, we're starting our life again. We're starting rejuvenation of our economy again in a safe and structured and very responsible fashion. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it might be too soon, depending on what their phases are. I think people are still affected. I think we need to get closer to this vaccine. You would never want some in some of these other states where it's not, you know, like the city-like atmosphere. It's more rural. You have more space. But all it takes is one person from one of those cities to fly down there to visit a family member, and it just spreads like crazy, like wildfire again. Well, here's what they're saying phase one includes. This is Dr. Deborah Burks. She's a task force member that reported on this. Phase one, social distancing, closure of schools still, teleworking and sheltering in place for vulnerable individuals, non-essential travel would be discouraged, bars still closed, visits to nursing homes, hospitals still prohibited. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, She also said visits to senior living facilities should continue to be prohibited. Large venues can only be operated under strict physical distancing protocols. Gyms could open if they adhere to strict physical distancing. Phase two, schools, restaurants, bars to reopen with diminished occupancy. Non-essential travel can resume. People can gather in groups no larger than 50, but still teleworking is encouraged. That is for the employer's. They will still encourage that common areas would remain closed or be physically distant. And phase three, workplaces can reopen with no restrictions. Visits to senior care centers, hospitals can resume. It's essentially returning to our, quote, new normal. So those are the three phases. And they're saying once you are in phase one, you can't get to phase two unless you do a whole 14-day period. And uh, they still see the numbers going down. And, you know, so that's how they are planning this right now. And this will actually be decided by the governor of each state. So every state will have different guidelines. Here's what he said. If they need to remain closed, we will allow them to do that. And if they believe it is time to reopen, we will provide them the freedom and guidance to accomplish that task. We are also encouraging states to work together to harmonize their regional efforts. I mean, even like phase one, they said the gym. Would I really want to go to the gym? Would I really want to go and, and work out with somebody? And the gym, people been working out on machines beforehand. You don't know how well those machines have been cleaning. You got to clean off your own machine. Like that, I don't know, man. That's, that's still a little scary, a scary but, for me. But, but you don't, go, you don't part, have to go. Yeah, and the first part of phase one is also social distancing. So you don't, you don't like she said, you don't have to go to the right. gym. Mm-hmm. Just keep it essential. And listen, by the way, I do always clean off my equipment before I use it anyway yeah, me, with the sanitizing wipes that they should have. Me too, but That'll the reason I'm saying stop. the gym is because if somebody goes to the gym and they work out and they have it, and then I get it, and even if I'm social distancing, I don't know who's been on the machine beforehand, and you don't know what happens. I could be in the locker room or whatever it may be. I get it. I bring it back to my, you know, the people I work with, or I bring it back to my family. And then, you know, you just, you're just not sure, man. It, that would think, be scary. I think, I think the scary thing about this whole situation is that they put us all in a suspended state of fear, and rightfully so. But how do you get us out of that fear? How do you make us feel like we're comfortable and we feel like, okay, I am going to, you know, take some chances and participate in phase one or phase two or phase three or whatever it is. Like, that's going to be the hardest thing now, getting people out of that fear after this. All right, now people are also concerned about their stimulus money, and here's five reasons you may not have gotten your stimulus money if you didn't get it yet. If you didn't get a federal tax refund in 2018 or 2019, then that means the, that doesn't mean the IRS can direct deposit the money into your bank account. You have to have gotten a refund in those years in order to have gotten your refund by now. I mean, to get your check by now. If your refund went to an old bank account, if you didn't receive a refund in 2019, the IRS uses the account information you used for 2018. But if it was an old account that you have since closed, 
then perhaps you need to check and see if that money went there. If your refund went to a temporary account set up by a tax preparer, and we've seen this happening a lot online where they're like, hey, uh, you know, that my tax preparing company actually got my check. So sometimes they set up that account and that's where your tax refund gets deposited first. And then they take out their fee and transfer the remaining money to you. So that might have gone there. And um, H&R Block in particular, TurboTax, those uh, companies are still uh, waiting for answers from the IRS, they said, on what to do. Now, if you filed a paper return in 2019, then you might still be waiting because the IRS has a lot of employees working remotely and they've stopped processing paper returns until the centers are able to reopen. So don't fear. It's just taking a while for you to get yours. I would love to interview a weed man, a weed woman next week. These stimulus checks then hit people's uh, bank accounts, and I would love to know how a weed man, a weed woman is going to come up after 420. Oh, they're going to come up. Uh, are they? 420 they is what, Monday? Yeah. Is Monday or Sunday? Monday? They man, just got to get to work, they, though. They just got to get to work. You got to be You got to be willing to make deliveries, guys. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. the, that's the thing. You got to deliver. You got to get to work. You got to right. drop off. That sounds mm-hmm. dangerous, MV. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I do it. I'm just saying it's dangerous. Why is that dangerous? People well, still delivering food. Oh, no, no, no. He won't get food deliveries either. I'm just talking about for delivery. Envy because I know he's... Oh. Me personally, I'm good. I got a stash mm-hmm. here. For, I'm, I'm great over here. Yeah. I'm okay. I, I'm, but if I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. I'm going to be mad at you, Envy, if you won't get a food delivery, but you don't mind getting a weed delivery. No, I'm not getting no deliveries. I ain't got, I'm good. Like okay. I said, shout the house of Mary Jane in Detroit. Shout the house of Mary Jane in Detroit, man. They, they make sure I am okay. So you have cannabis is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I might have, have a, a thing, in the house. thing or two. How much? Not telling you. Why are you snitching on me? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you snitching on me? Trying to get a little reward money, man. Time's Trying to get a little reward money. Time's hard. <laughs> allegedly, did I say allegedly? <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, that is your front page news. When we come back, Dr. Phil will be joining us. We'll kick it with Dr. Phil, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the phone line right now, Dr. Yes, Phil. Indeed. Good morning. How's everybody? How, how are you holding up, up, Doc? How's the quarantine? How are you quarantining? Uh, well, I'm quarantining, and uh, I'm actually playing by the rules pretty well. I'm uh, staying <laughs> inside. Well, I'm going outside a lot, but I'm staying home. I haven't been anywhere at all. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question, Doc. How, what have you learned new about yourself? <laughs> Well, um, I'm pretty boring, to tell you the truth. That's what I've learned. (laughs) But we're such homebodies. It was like three weeks before we realized that things had changed. We don't ever go anywhere. That's how boring we are. We stay home a lot. Well, who are you quarantined with? Who are you with? Uh, Robin, just the okay. two of them. Wife, fool. Just the two of you, his wife. I didn't know if you had some kids, kids or fa- other family members or what. Who, who, who yeah, else some people are with. quarantining with their whole extended families. I know some mm-hmm. people that drove no, home to be no, with family. I got two boys that are grown, and we couldn't get them to come here with quarantine with us. <laughs> we held a gun on them. <laughs> <laughs> are you haven't seen now, your grandkids or nothing, Doc? No. Uh, on Easter, they came over and uh, pulled in. They they got out of the car, and they stayed about uh, 25 or 30 feet away. They put signs on the side of the car saying, Happy Easter, and we love you, and all of that. But they, they stayed 25 or 30 feet away outside, and we they danced around and played and all that. But we, we maintained complete separation. 
Good. Dr. Phil, I saw you posted a very intriguing question that has to do with coronavirus with a woman who was having an affair and the person that she was having an affair with contracted COVID-19 and then she had to be concerned about whether or not she passed it on to her own family at home, her husband and kids. What advice do you give somebody like that? Because this is not the time to be cheating. Yeah, that's a little hard to explain. Come home, mm-hmm. <laughs> you drag that home. That's that's worse than an STD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> depends what STD. Well, depends depends what the STD is. This, would, this can kill you, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I told her, you, I don't know. I don't care if you tell them where you got it, but you damn sure need to tell them you got it. You got exposed, so you need to stay 14 days by yourself and explain that you've been exposed. Now, where, how you tell them where you got exposed is up to you, but you need to be straight up with them that you've been exposed for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what do you, advice do you give somebody that's maybe in a relationship and they don't like their spouse right now, but they're stuck with them for 14 days? What advice do you give them? Well, you know, that's a really tough situation that's happening a lot more than people want to admit or wish was the case and in fact we've got a lot of people that are in abusive relationships right and the number one tool of the abuser is isolation so this is their dream world they're they're ordered to be isolated and i've i've had situations where they're taking their insurance card and burning it they're turning their phone off so now they're mm. totally isolated and stuck with them but you know this is a time where we've just got to all say you know what i got to put my personal agenda aside i got to zip it and just get through this because, listen, staying isolated like this, being in quarantine like this, is really an altruistic thing. You're doing this for yourself and other people. So even if you feel like, okay, I wish it wasn't with a person I'm with, recognize you're doing this for everybody, not just for you. So don't be so selfish that you blow up because you don't like the person you're with you got to recognize you're doing this for your neighbor you're doing it for the elderly people you're doing it for those people that have underlying conditions you mentioned domestic violence doc uh what's what's the other big problems you see couples facing during this quarantine time well you know one of the big things is you got to look at everything in total because let's look at what's happening right now there first off a lot of people are losing their jobs. The, ec- the economy is collapsing around them. So they have all of that pressure of not knowing where they're going to be able to have a job when they get out of this. And then, so they've got all that economic pressure. Then they're jammed in together 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then they're wondering if they're going to catch this virus. And if they catch the virus, how bad is it going to be for them? Not just if they're going to die or not, but how, they're worried about how sick they're going to get and have anxiety about that. And then they have the worry about our family members, particularly their parents. If they've got parents that are 60, 70 uh, years older or older, are they going to die? So there's so much pressure and so much stress that it's creating a lot of physical uh problems in addition to the mental and emotional problems there's anxiety depression stress there's a lot of loneliness for people that are staying by themselves so all of these pressures this is just a perfect storm of bad elements of stress and pressure that's causing people to have mental emotional problems and then it translates into physical problems because for example people that are lonely uh this translates into uh, increased likelihood of dementia if you're in that age bracket. 
If you have cancer, mortality goes up 25%. If you wow. are if you're lonely and have cancer, and for people that have underlying disorders, uh, which can happen at all ages, then you've really got susceptibility to this disorder. And as you guys know, that happens disproportionately with the black community. How, I want to ask you a question from a production standpoint uh, when it comes to TV. How much is too much coronavirus content for you? Because you're on daily. <clears throat> You know, I think everybody is watching this too much. I'm telling everybody, if you want to maintain some mental health, you've got to watch this. Maybe find a source you trust and watch this for 30 minutes in the morning. Get caught up on what's happening. And then maybe check in 30 minutes in the evening. And then you need to turn the damn television off. Turn the radio mm -hmm. off. Get on to other things because people are getting obsessed with this. And let me tell you, the news never goes on the air and says, hey, today at 3rd and, and Elm, nothing happened. That's right. not <laughs> All of the bad stuff, you know, all the death, all the destruction, all the sensationalistic headlines. They don't talk about how many people survived, how many people resolved this, what progress is being made. They just talk about all the death and how many people contracted it. So you get a biased view that's very negative. Now, Dr. Well, yes, Phil, the Catch Me Outside girl, right? I, I just call her the Catch Me Outside girl, bad baby. When's the last time you spoke with her, if you spoke with her or her peoples or her family or her mom or anything at all? The last time she was on my stage. <laughs> He's like, they always ask me this. I am over it. <laughs> and you like to keep it like that, huh? <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, that's, that's not my finest hour. That's not something I'm particularly <laughs> proud of. Yeah, that's your All fault, right, Dr. So Phil. You, you, the, 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 the virus known as Catch Me Outside Girl started with you. We should call it the Phil virus. <laughs> that's right, and I confess, I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more with Dr. Phil. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Phil Yee. A lot of people are trying to stay healthy right now, too, as far as making sure they do some movement because people aren't wanting to go outside, but you got to exercise in the house. If you don't have exercise equipment or a lot of space, what's some advice that you give to people when it comes to working out at home? Well, there's two ways that you've got to look at this, and I'm, I'm so concerned that nobody, I can't get people to listen as much as I wish about the mental and emotional issues that are associated with this disease because I, I really agree. believe in the long term that there is going to be as much disruption and destruction to quality of life and perhaps as much loss of life across time, not, not right now today, but across time uh, from this virus from the mental emotional aspects as there is from the virus itself and there are two things that you have to do and one is to reduce your stress and part of that is in exercise and then the other is just exercise itself which does help with the mm -hmm. stress but it also keeps your immune system healthy um, I, I tell people if <clears throat> excuse me if you can take 10 minutes a day two times and during that 10 minutes, you can just just try to get rid of the tension in your body. And but you can do that by just tensing up every muscle in your body for 10 seconds and then relax. Then 10 seconds tense and then relax and do that 10 times in a row. 
And then breathing, breathe in for three seconds and out for six. In for three, out for six. And do that 10 times in a row. So the oxygen carbon dioxide exchange rate is two to one. If you can do those two things, tense and relax, and do that breathing, each of them 10 times in a row, twice a day, the effects of that last for eight hours. Ten Mm -hmm. minutes last for eight hours in getting your stress levels down. Because, look, we have this fight-or-flight reaction, which is where we get when we're under threat. And that's supposed to last for seconds. That's what you do when you hear something behind you in a dark alley at night. You know, you get all up ready to go into fight or flight. It's not supposed to last for days, weeks, or months, which is what it's doing now. Mm-hmm. And that causes organ breakdown. It causes all kinds of issues. But if you can do what I'm saying here, that really brings that back down to baseline. And then if you can exercise, whether it's just really going up and down the, the steps, if you got two, three steps to your apartment building, Run up and down those. If you can just walk to the corner and back. I mean, anything that you can do to get your get your pulse rate up, get your heart rate up, it helps if you can just do it for even 10 or 15 minutes a couple times a day. And also sleep. I like sleep, they say, is very important. you got to get enough sleep because that repairs your body. There is nothing more important than sleep. If there was one thing that you were going to let me control to drive somebody insane, it would be sleep. If you, mm-hmm. if you get sleep deprivation, your body starts breaking down, your mental emotional health starts breaking down, your, your ability to handle stress, your immune, your immune system breaks down, everything goes to hell if your sleep goes out the window. I wanted to ask you about uh, mental health again, Doc, because, you know, what you said about the news is, was, 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 was very dope to me because I feel like we watch the news because we're looking for answers, but they really haven't figured it out yet. So being that they haven't figured it out yet, it causes more confusion, which causes more anxiety. Well, it does. It causes a lot of anxiety because you hear one thing one minute and say, do you wear a mask? No, you don't wear a mask. And then yep. <laughs> uh, do, we have, do, do we have testing? Do we do not have testing? Uh, are you, if you get this, uh, is it going to be fatal? Is it going to be serious, right. not serious? You get mm-hmm. all these mixed messages, and then you start out uh, initially – uh, you know, some people could get it, some people couldn't get it. You have all of these rumors flying around out there, and then you have all of these these idiots that come out with these fake protocols that supposedly are going to fix you, do this, do that, and you'll be okay. That people put on the internet, they're just they're just idiots, and it causes people to have false hope, and then they lose that when they find out it was all a lie. And it's just creating anxiety, and anxiety makes us more vulnerable to to contracting the the virus. I wanted to ask you something about um, porn right now, because a lot of people are watching porn at home. They're talking oh. about the numbers going up. So what do you tell people is too much porn? Is there any danger in people now if they're not doing much and they're at home and watching porn all day? Is that something that is dangerous? You know, that depends on the couple. If if the couple has talked about it and they've decided that that's an okay thing that they share together or maybe she's happy that that's taking pressure off of her, I mean, that's what they've negotiated, that's one thing. But if one of them looks at the other as being 
that's cheating, that that's betrayal, that that's an insult, then that can really create problems. And trust me, there are couples out there more than you would think that believe that that is tantamount to cheating. And so they feel betrayed when their partner defaults to that instead of to them. Now, some people don't look at it that way. They look at it as like, hey, great, turn it on, we'll party. And then there are those that look at it as absolute betrayal. So it depends mm -hmm. on what the couple has negotiated, what they have agreed to between themselves. Uh, but it's certainly the statistics show that Netflix and porn are definitely <laughs> getting an awful lot of attention. Now, right? now, we had this conversation a, a week ago. <laughs> Uh, are dildos essential, Dr. Phil? We had this conversation on air a couple of days ago. Are dildos uh, essential right now? Lord have mercy. To who? <laughs> <laughs> to him. He's asking He's asking for himself, Doc. He, um, he has a personal a long question. Time. Yeah, no, it was, no, there not. was a rumor. There, there was oh, a rumor that uh, he he got caught with he got caught with this guy talking about nine and a half inch dildos. He's asking for himself, sir. Doctor Phil, don't believe everything you say. You should have let me ask that question, but go ahead. You're right. Yeah. So nine and a half. So you were going for the small. No. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Doc. Thanks. thanks. All right. All right, we got more with Dr. Phil. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Dr. Phil is still on the lines right now. Charlemagne? What will normal look like after <laughs> this? Well, I think that there's going to be, to use the cliche, a new normal, because I think when they ring the bell and open the gates and I don't know when that's going to be, but it depends on who you're talking about. Like for example, when you're talking about essential workers, um, there's not going to be a big difference because for essential workers, uh, only 37% of the population is able to work at home. And those that cannot work at home, only one in five, uh, black or brown workers are able to work at home and and 65 66% of white workers in the top quartile of the earning group are able to work at home so it's going to be different because the essential workers that are in the bottom quarter of the earning range it's not going to be a lot different for them because they haven't been able to stay home they've been going to work every single day what the hell's the difference for them they might wear a mask but they've been going to work and those people need to be applauded they first off they need to be protected for others it's going to be i think very scary and i think it's going to be very slow i don't think when the bell rings people are going to go racing out their door and i think people are going to be very nervous about this for a period of time and it's going to be a slow, stepwise sort of thing with a lot of uh, anxiety and paranoia. Right. So, Dr. Phil, how are you taping your show now? Because I know you can't be around people. Is it, you, you should be quarantining. So how, how are you taping your show? I'm shooting from home. That, that's where I am right now. And I've got a, I've got a one-person crew, and that's Robin. She does hair, makeup, <laughs> lighting. Uh, she's become quite a tech. You know, she just wears a baseball cap and a tool belt, and she's climbing all over the place. Uh, I'm trying to get her to wear only that, but she hasn't gone for that yet. Uh -huh. but, Yay! <laughs> Dr. Phil, keep it spicy. 
Now, nah, we need your voice right now because you're a doctor, and, and I wanted to ask you, how do you feel when you see government officials dismissing the, the, the information that's coming from the medical experts? When you see Donald Trump, you know, retweet stuff about Dr. Fauci and how he needs to be fired, how does that make you as a, a medical professional feel? It just drives me crazy because, uh, look, the, the politicians need to shut up and let the scientists speak. The politicians don't have any more idea than a goose what's going on. The <laughs> scientists are the ones that are dealing with this. They're the ones that have a 30- or 40-year history. The coronavirus is not new. This is a novel coronavirus, but the coronavirus family has been around since the 50s. There are people that have worked with this forever. There are people now that know what has to happen to do this this convalescent serum to use the antibodies to do what's necessary for the human testing for a vaccine they know how long it takes and then politicians get up and politicize this i just want to scream when they do it they need to shut up and let people talk that know what they're doing Absolutely. you think we're getting closer to, to, to being to this being behind us like they're saying they're saying that the worst is behind us i think the worst is behind us because we've done what we've done. And I think the models, when the models came out and said originally, and there's still some people out there like Zeke Emanuel, who's they call him Dr. Death, who says we need to be locked down for 18 months and said there were going to be a million deaths, 2 million deaths. I never believed that. And I went on record and I said, I thought it was going to be more like 60 to 80,000. And I, I think that that's more likely going to be the case because we've done what we've done because right. we have gone into a shelter at home and that lets this run its course for a while. And I think we can start to open the country back up with modifications. There comes a point where you do have to recognize that there's a tipping point where you're going to lose more people to economic issues mental, emotional issues, and poverty than you are from the virus itself. We lose right. 480,000 people a year due to, to car accidents, but we still use cars. Right. I mean, they're a convenience, but we still use them. We use eight, lose 80,000 people a year to alcohol, um, just by alcohol toxicity, but there's still alcohol being sold. We don't shut the country down for that. How long can we shut the country down for this? and collapse the economy. 250,000 people a year die in America from poverty. That's from starving, exposure to the elements, lack of proper medical care. That's 700 people a day die from poverty. And that's gonna skyrocket if we don't get the economy turned back on. You just have to do it in a responsible way at a responsible right. time. Right. I want, this is my last question, because, um, you know, I know that you sit down and you talk to Queen Oprah a lot and y'all have deep conversations about life. So I want to ask you, what are your instincts telling you about this current situation? What do you think God and the universe are trying to tell us about all of this? Well, look, I, I think we really get wake up calls from time to time. And, you know, to me, I, I look at this as putting a real spotlight on the inequities in our workplace. And I, I see that those that are in the low socioeconomic strata, and that includes a lot of black and brown, as you know, 
look how disproportionate this is uh, with that community. In Milwaukee, uh, 26% of the population is black and brown, but 81% of the deaths. Um, and people say you can't, you're not going to catch it anymore likely if you're in that low economic strata, but that's just absolutely not true. Your likelihood of catching it are two and a half times greater. And then your likelihood of winding up on a ventilator are four times greater. So this is just, again, showing that there is this, this systemic implicit bias against those that are either black, brown, or poor in our country that just don't have the same uh, opportunities for health care and protection in society that the rest of us do. And that is screaming from the statistics, and nobody's talking about it. What the hell That's right. is going right. on? Absolutely. That's right. What the hell is going on? It's, That's it's right. insane to me. It's insane to me. Right. So basically what you're saying is it's exposing what we all know, which is systemic racism. To me, racism is the greatest disease America has never found a cure for. Well, it is damn sure an underlying condition. You know, people keep saying if you have an underlying condition, then this disease is much more deadly. And systemic racism is an underlying condition. Right. You heard it from Dr. Phil. America ain't going to never be until they do right by black people. All right. Well, Dr. Phil, thank you, for, right. thank for, you. for joining us this morning, man. We appreciate yes. it. Yes, thank you so much, Dr. Hey, Phil. Give our you, love guys. to your wife as well. I, I certainly do it, and thank you guys for continuing to turn a spotlight on all of this. I, I appreciate thank it. You, thank you, Doc. for having me on. It's my honor. All right. Thank you, thank you so Always. much. It's Dr. Appreciate Phil. It. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. In America, everyone counts, and the 2020 census is... All right, so I know we're all excited to watch The Last Dance. It premieres this Sunday on ESPN. It's going Can't to be wait. Two episodes, yes, two episodes of this documentary series. Well, Michael Jordan was on Good Morning America yesterday, and he talked about a lot of different things, including how he went from Mike to Michael after a game-winning shot in college in 1982. Up until that point, no one knew who I was. You know, I was a college kid, other than, the, hmm. you know, the university. But outside the university, I was just known as Mike Jordan, you know. And when I hit that shot, my whole name became Michael Jordan. And I think it, it, it resonated with a lot of people outside of UNC. So, I mean, and I just started piling on that, that name itself from, you know, from the successes that, I endured, you know, throughout the rest of my career. It wasn't about Mike. It was more about Michael. Yeah. All right. Then that after shot. that, that was I didn't. I don't remember it in real time, but no. I remember Play the, the replay. Yes. Yeah, replays. Yeah, I, was, I was four when it happened. <laughs> All right. Then he also talks about uh, they. They actually played a clip from the docu series, and in this clip, this is Michael Jordan. Uh, they were talking about how Michael Jordan was going back and forth with his doctor about an injury that he had and whether or not he should play. Michael asked him, well, well if I play, what percentage is there that I'm going to get hurt again? Doctor said, yeah, 10%. And I just lost it. I said, look, it's 10% chance, but it's 90% chance that I won't. And then I chimed in to the doctors, what happens if the 10% kicks in? And they said, well, then his career would be over. So I said to Michael, you don't, you're not understanding the risk-reward ratio. If you had a terrible headache and I gave you a bottle of pills and nine of the pills would cure you and one of the pills would kill you, would you take a pill? 
And I look at him, I said, depends on how bad the headache is. He was willing to take the risk. I mean, you can't be mad at him. It's his body. I mean, the only thing you can do is give him the advice and, you know, uh, counsel him and tell him, like, look, this is the risk. If he's willing to accept those risks, hey, and clearly it paid off, right? He took, yeah, he was, he he was that right much risk. of a champion. He didn't care. He wanted to win by any means necessary. All right. In addition to that, he also talked about his last season with the Bulls. We all were trying to enjoy that year, knowing that it was coming to an end. The beginning of the season, it, it basically started when Jerry Krause told Phil that, you know, he can go 82-0 and 0 and we, we, he would never get the chance to come back. And, you know, knowing that I was, I married myself to him. And if he wasn't going to be a coach, then, you know, obviously I wasn't going to play. So Phil started off the year by saying this is the last dance. And, and we played it that way. You know, so mentally it just kind of it tugged at you throughout the course of the year. It also centered our focus to making sure we end it right. I don't understand why executives do that. If you got a, a coach who has, you know, coached your team to five championships, why would you tell that coach, I don't care what happens, you're not going to be back next year? Like, I don't get that. Like, why wouldn't you want to make things right with Phil Jackson? <laughs> like, why don't, what, what more would Phil Jackson have to do? I don't get True. it. Well, the last dance, as we all get ready for this, is going to feature commentary from Isaiah Thomas, Bill Jackson, Scottie Pippen, and even Barack Obama and other notable public figures and NBA legends. So, should is Kobe Bryant on that doc? I know we'll all be doc? watching. I'm not I sure. Wanna, mm, I haven't seen him in none of the trailers or anything. I, I would assume he is, though. All right, now Shaquille O'Neal was on ESPN, and one thing that he was discussing on ESPN is whether or not the Michael Jordan-led Chicago Bulls would beat the L.A. Lakers in their prime. Easily, yeah. Why? Because I, I would have killed Luke Longley, Bill Winning, Cartwright, <laughs> yeah. So the factor is me and my free throw shoot. Okay, another question is, our Lakers in their prime and Chicago in their prime, who is Phil Jackson with? Is he with us or is uh. he with them? I think he's with them because he was with them first. Uh, so he would have tried the hacker shack thing, which so the I, I still would average my twenty eight twenty nine, but the key would have been the free throws. That, that's a good conversation. I mean, because but there's really no, there was nobody to stop Shaq. Let's be honest, that's nobody is stopping Shaq. Who's stopping Shaq back that, then? First of all, the Bulls would win that series four one. Bulls had a lot of big bodies, a lot of big seven foot, two hundred plus, three hundred plus pound centers that they could just throw at Shaq, keep him on the free throw line. They would neutralize him by keeping him on the free throw line. Michael Jordan shuts down a young Kobe because Kobe wasn't even in his prime yet. And then, then, then what? No, they said both in their then primes. What? When Kobe and Shaq was in his prime, and when Jordan and the Bulls were in their prime, so Kobe would be at his prime, and Shaq would be dunking and throwing all of them all over the place. Well, well Kobe never even played with Shaq in his prime. Kobe, Shaq was gone. Shaq was gone in Miami when Kobe was in his prime, winning those championships with Paul Gasol and those those boys like that. Young Kobe was with Shaq. Shaq was still the man on that team. He was the dominant player on that squad. Kobe was a, more of a complimentary player, a superstar, but more of a complimentary player. That was Shaq's team. I think the Bulls well, win four one. I think. The well, Lakers I see y'all on social media Sunday night as we all watch this together. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, Miss Yee. Now we got uh, Donkey today up next. Yes, Donkey of the Day is up next. And, uh, Florida, I hate to do this to you, man, but, you know, you guys and gals proved to me all the time that Florida is indeed the craziest place in America. The Bronx and all of Florida, but, man, Florida really, really, really uh, is top tier over the Bronx at this point in life. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. 
A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's the breakfast club, bitchy. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Donkey of the day for Friday, April 17th goes to a young 26-year-old man who hails from the great state of Florida named Joseph Edward Williams. Seriously, repeat after me. What does your Uncle Shala always say about the Sunshine State? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and that's a fact. Nobody does crazy like Florida, not even the Bronx. I'm sorry. Let's all stop lying to each other. Let's all stop playing games with each other, and let's deal with the reality of the situation. Please stop arguing against reality. People in Florida are crazy, okay? From the government officials, the regular everyday citizens, the crazy just is what it is. It's not a race thing. It's not a gender thing. It's not a sexuality thing. It's just a Jesus Christ, folks in Florida is crazy thing. Now, first, I want to give a round of applause to all the states that are letting low-level, non-violent offenders out of jail during this coronavirus pandemic. Give them some applause, please, John. Yes, you are appreciated. Uh, nobody should have to get sick in jail, potentially die in jail just because they can't afford bond for driving under suspension or unpaid parking tickets. Let those folks go home and protect themselves from this damn coronavirus until they have their day in court. I am sick of folks being treated like they are guilty before they are proven innocent. Okay, because all my life I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was innocent until proven guilty, but America shows me different every day. Now, Joseph Williams is one of those people who received that blessing of being able to go home. Uh, he was in jail for a low-level nonviolent offense, and he was sent home at 8.02 a.m. on March 19th. But on this past Monday, April 13th, he was back behind bars. Why is this young man, uh, Joseph Williams, back in jail after being released for a low-level nonviolent offense? Well, let's go to WFLA, NBC 8 for the report, please. An inmate let out of jail amid coronavirus concerns is now back behind bars, charged with murder. Deputies say that homicide happened the day after his release. 26-year-old Joseph Williams is locked up again in a Hillsborough County jail. Deputies say Williams is the suspect from a shooting homicide in the Progress Village area that took place the day after he left HCSO custody. Back on March 13th, deputies booked Williams into the jail on possession of heroin and drug paraphernalia charges six days before his release. And we've learned Williams is a convicted felon. His criminal history dates back to 2012. He's been arrested for a total of 35 charges. Why? Joseph Edwards, released for committing a low-level, non-violent crime, gets out and commits a high-level, very violent crime. Murder? You can't make this kind of stuff up. Like, seriously, how do people in Florida's brains work? You're sitting in jail for a low-level, nonviolent crime, and the first thing you think to do when you get out, one of the first things you think to do is not go to Finger Lake, not go find you a quarantine bay and lay low. You decided to go catch a body. Coronavirus quarantine spark a drop in crime. That's the headline in a lot of various places, okay, throughout the country. We've seen that a lot. But clearly, that's happening everywhere except for Florida. You couldn't wait until the quarantine is over? You couldn't wait until the curve is flattened in order to flatline a person? I mean, you should never kill, but Jesus Christ, do you have any type of definition of what priorities mean? The next time somebody from Florida tries to tell you they are not crazy, don't even argue with them. 
because they might end up killing you to prove they're not crazy. That's just how people in Florida's brains work. They will kill you to prove they are not crazy and not even think that's crazy. Now, Hillsborough County, Hillsborough, I think it's Hillsborough, Hillsborough County Jail released 164 inmates that were low-level nonviolent offenders, but I am almost certain that Joseph Edwards is the bad orange that could spoil the whole bunch. It's going to be a lot of people around the country, a lot of people in Florida who suffer because of Joseph Edwards. Because when they think about letting folks out for low-level, nonviolent crimes, they are going to think of this situation and question if that is indeed the best strategy. I have absolutely nothing left to say here because there is absolutely nothing left to say. Some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Joseph Edwards Williams, the biggest hee-haw. All My right, God. Florida. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. Up next, 800-585-1051. We've been talking all morning. They are talking about possibly opening the country back up. They broke it down into phases. Phase one, phase two, phase three. Yeah, you got those for us? Uh, yes, and I just want to clarify, too, even with the phases, this would be something that would be state by state, so the governors would actually decide. So phase one would be social distancing, closure of schools, still teleworking, sheltering in place for vulnerable individuals, non-essential travel is discouraged, bars will remain closed, visits to nursing homes, hospitals remain prohibited. Uh, phase two, schools, restaurants, and bars will reopen with diminished occupancy, non-essential travel can resume, and people will gather in groups no larger than 50, but teleworking is still encouraged. Phase three, Workplaces reopen with no restrictions. Visits to senior care centers, hospitals can resume. And it's the new normal. So we'll be returning to the new normal, continuing good hygiene, continuing respect for space between individuals and all of that. All right. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Do you think it's time to open this country back up? Are you ready for this country to open back up with everything that you've been hearing? Or do you think it's a little too early and too soon? Let's talk about it. All right. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we were talking about uh, some of the statements the president said and uh, them talking about reopening the country. All right. And we're asking 800-585-1051. Do you think the country should be opened back up so soon? Now, tell them the phases that uh, they're, they're trying to do now. Ye. And listen, I just want to say I don't think the whole country should open up all at once. I think it does have to be certain states. And what they are saying is the phases will be phase one. Continued social distancing. Schools will still be closed. You get to work from home, shelter in place. And phase two. Schools, restaurants, and bars will reopen, but it will be diminished occupancy. Non-essential travel can resume. People can gather in groups no larger than 50, but they still encourage you to work from home. Phase three, that's when they'll allow workplaces to reopen with no restrictions. You can also start to visit senior care centers and hospitals again and to return to the new normal, which means you no, know, still continue these good hygiene practices and respect space of individuals. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. What is your thought with opening the country back up? Start with you, Charlemagne. What you think? Um, the reality is I wasn't ready for it to close. I mean, the only reason we took our kids out of school, the reason we stopped, you know, going in the studio, the reason we just started staying home, period, was because the experts told us to, you know, and, and it's also the experts that'll tell us when to get back outside. And I think that, you know, it's 
that three-part phase, the reopening of the country, it seems fine to me. It's not like things are going to go back to normal as they were before. It will be a new normal. It's still going to be social distancing. Folks still have to wear masks. It's going to be a lot of hand-washing, a lot of purelling. And I'm going to tell you something. Just like we played that clip earlier of Michael Jordan uh, willing to risk playing hurt, even though it may cause him, you know, even more permanent damage. That's just how some people feel about going back to work because let's not act like poverty isn't the forever greatest global pandemic, okay? So some people got to eat to make ends meet. They got to go back to work, you know? So um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't ready for it to, to close. So if they tell me that it's, you know, okay to go back, I, I'm going I'm to I'm ease into it. I mean, we talk about the experts, but really, what do the experts know? Because everything has been changing every other day. You know, at first they said just wash your hands. Then it was you, you have to wear a mask when you go out. Then it was you can only catch it one time. Now they don't know if you could possibly catch it again. They honestly don't know. And my fear is somebody will have it, not know, have, have symptoms, not have any symptoms, and give it to somebody else and, and watch it spread. We've seen churches, damn near whole congregations die. We've seen whole, damn near whole families die. And until we honestly know or get closer to a vaccine, I think opening up the country is very, very dangerous, and I don't think we should do that. Now, don't get it twisted. I want the country to open back up. I miss being outside. I miss working. I miss doing a lot of the things that I need to do from going to see my kids graduate to prom to all that stuff. I don't get to see none of my kids do that. But is it worth one of my kids possibly getting sick and, and dying or my or my parents getting sick and dying? I don't think so. Oh, uh, I can tell you what the experts know. They know more than me. You know what I mean? But it seems like they make a lot of that stuff up, though, because it seems like they don't know what's going on. No, 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 no. Let's not say that, Envy. They don't make stuff up because, I mean, they do research. They actually study. They're paying attention to this way more than we do. That's their job. I just think that, like, that mentality is what caused people not to social distance in the first place because they're like, well, what do the experts know? So I just know that the experts know more than me. So the only thing we have to go off is their word. And, like, that's one of my concerns is that that fear that they've instilled in us to make us stay home and to make us social distance how are we going to get out of that space in order to say, you right. know what, it's cool to go back into the world? Well, I do agree that it should be depending on what state you're in, because some states are really suffering uh, tremendously and some places aren't. Like I said earlier, Wyoming, only two deaths, South Dakota. And of course, we don't want any deaths at all. But South Dakota, Montana, North Dakota, Alaska, Hawaii, all under 10 fatalities. And I do feel like what they should do, they'll be restricting travel from those places that have a lot of uh, incidents of coronavirus. So it's not like someone could fly from New York to Wyoming. That won't probably happen because that won't be essential travel. But I do feel like for some people in those places, they want to get back to work. They want to start making money. They want to be able to support their mm -hmm. family. And if they're able to do that safely and still with precautions and in different phases to make sure that things don't get worse, then I feel like it, it could be, you know, pretty soon time to start thinking about that. Nah, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, I just think not with the way this thing spreads and not having a vaccine where if people do get sick and it is a second wave that we could protect these people, especially the older people. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, this is Jovan. Jovan, good morning, bro. Hey, good morning, man. We're talking about opening up the country. What are your thoughts on it? Yes, sir. I just feel like uh, social distancing should be practiced uh, precautiously. And, you know, all Americans around the country should really practice social distancing in order for us to go back to our normal lives, you know? Besides what the president is saying and blowing it apart, saying this and that about it being a hope, and, you know, the people deserve to know the truth about this virus. And if we do not continue to take the proper precautions, we, will, we might 
stay in this thing longer than we expect, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, social, distancing clearly, social distancing clearly has worked throughout the country because, I mean, that's what got the curve flattening. So, of course, you want to do more of that. That's why I'm glad Governor Cuomo extended it to May 15th. Governor Cuomo was like, let's be sure. Let's give it a couple right. more weeks. And that's the whole thing. We want to be sure. We just don't want to continue to spread because once people go back to work, we can say social distancing all we want, but the way that jobs are set up, the way that a lot of these cities set up, it's almost impossible. 800-585-1051. We're taking your calls. Should the country be open back up? Should we open this country back up? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, uh, we're talking about should the country be opened back up. Let's go to the phone lines. A lot of people on the lines. Hello, who's this? Jalen. Hey, Jalen, man. We're talking about Good morning, should, the country, Jaylen. should the country be opened back up? DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy, Angela Yee? Yes. Good morning, Angela Yee? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Oh, Jalen from Georgia. I'm sorry. It just finally got on. It's been a long time calling. Um, <laughs> my thought on it is it's just about the money for the most part. These uh, government officials really don't care about us. Um, it's very dangerous to open the government and open all of these places because those people that can still quarantine around this time, they still going to be quarantined. They don't care about y'all. They just care about their bottom line at the end of the day. That's all it's about is money. Right. I mean, yeah, listen, I'll tell you one thing, too. You know, the only way that this could really work uh, if, if they, if, is if the government gives out universal basic income, if they give out like $2,000 a month like the House is proposing, then everybody could stay home and, and, right. and properly quarantine. And that's, that's what you I got to take care of. You got to take care of your people. If you want people to really properly quarantine, then you got to pay these folks to, to pay their bills and pay their rents and their mortgages. We got the money. I mean, we just printed. We, we just seen, they, you know, they said they didn't have no money. And all of a sudden they printed how much? A trillion dollars? <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they printed. That's our money. That's our tax income. Do you know back in 2018, I think they said U.S. citizens paid like $1.7 trillion in taxes. If that tax money was really going to where it was supposed to go to instead of going to like, you know, fund our military and other things, we could take care of ourselves in this country in a real way. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Hello, who's this? This is Daquan from Orlando, Florida. How y'all doing? Daquan, what's up, brother? We're talking about shutting the country, uh, opening the country back up. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, I really think that the less impacted states should open up first, but also it's up to mm -hmm. the governors. I think each governor should, like, really follow their graph of their state and seeing exactly which one are less impacted, and the one that's less impacted should open up first. Right. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. For and your it opinion, is up bro. to the governor. It is up to the governors under this plan. So it's not uh, the whole country. It's a uh, state by state. They're giving you permission to uh, start if you meet these qualifications, open up. And, yeah, and it's not like the experts are just saying open up and go back to normal like things were before. No, there's a completely new normal that's going to be going on. It's going to be masks. It's going to be social distancing. It's going to be a lot of different things in place, you know, to, to, to possibly prevent the spread of this disease. It's not like just go back and start shaking hands, hugging and kissing again in public. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Kenesha Jackson, hey, Hey, Kanisha, Florida ain't never closed. We're talking about opening up this country. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm all for, you know, the country opening back up, but I don't think it's the right time right now. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, you know, we have here in Jacksonville, the beaches are opening back up, you know, for, you know, 
limited amounts of time for exercise and whatnot. But um, I just think that, you know, people, they're not, they're hardly paying attention in grocery marts and things like that. And I just think that it's going to get worse. I mean, just a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, they're talking about more deaths to come. And I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I just be honest with me, Kanisha. When did Florida close? Florida ain't closed. We seen them kids on the beach. I seen block parties going on in Florida. When did when did Florida close? They got wrestling. Wrestling is essential in Florida. When did Florida close, Kanisha? Come on, be honest with me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think we have closed. You know, schools closing for the kids and whatnot. I mean, I, you know, I think when the beaches open up, you know, it's gonna everything else is gonna start following suit. And mm. I just, I just feel for everyone. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know. I get it. I mean, I just, I don't know. I pray for everybody. You know, I just think, like I said, once everything starts opening, you're gonna see things are gonna turn back. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. None right. of us do. Thank you for calling. Right. And even when, even if they open up certain states, my whole fear is, you know, you still got to get deliveries to those states. People will be traveling and, and dropping off goods, and we don't know how long this thing lasts on certain objects for. They say it lasts on cardboard for 24 hours, and this for this amount of time. You just never know. You know, it would just but, be, Amy, th Those risks are being taken all across the country. Like, you, we, we're still ordering Amazon. We're still ordering packages. We're still ordering UPS. Like, that. those risks are being taken all across right. the country regardless. Yeah, we right. are still getting packages and mail. Right. And no, we are, but it, deliveries will go up, and you have people will be out and about more. They'll be able, if you do get it, you're not only in your house. Like, if I get a package and I get uh, coronavirus, I'm in my house, and I'm still in my house stuck. But now if I get it and I'm going to work, I'm still seeing people. I'm, I'm you know, I have a, more of a probability of bumping into somebody if I'm out and about working or if well, I'm out and about in these different phase areas. Phase one and phase two is still working from home. With these different phases, so as long and, as and nothing is. But then they say the gym will be open. Cases aren't growing, you know. That's in phase two, I believe. And they said it and, will still be uh, social distancing, though, in the gym with a limited amount of people. And and guess what? A lot of people don't have the luxury of working from home. Those UPS drivers don't. Those FedEx drivers don't. Those mailmen don't. Those people that are still doing food deliveries don't. So it's just like yo, people are already taking a lot of those risks anyway. So it's just like yo, you gotta have, you just gotta have the proper precautions. That's all. Everybody gotta have their PPE on. Everybody gotta have their hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Pray. You know, use garlic. Wear a crucifix. Whatever you gotta do. I don't know. Just you gotta protect. And regardless yourself. of regardless of when each state decides that it's time to open up again, because it could not be until June for some states. It could be in July. You know, who knows? For some states, they could say we're not ready. Things are getting worse. We can't even start phase one until September. But I do believe that you have to do it in phases, and so I do agree with that. You have to test it out a little bit first, and then if things seem to be okay, then you move into the next phase. But I do agree with that part of it. You can't just go right back to the, quote, new normal right away. Yeah, I think phases, I just think now might be a little too early, but, hey, I'm not an expert. But now, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to be talking about what you could be watching on television this weekend and also some new music that is out today. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Well, I'm super excited for this one. There's going to be a three-hour miniseries salt and pepper biopic, and they have released a trailer for this. It'll be on Lifetime, and here's a little snippet for you. Hip-hop is all about attitude. You can't be scared. We record an album, shoot videos. I don't even know who I am outside of the image that we've created here. You women are role models for a lot of ladies out there. 
Played a track. I made a promise to myself that no matter what, I make something out of myself. Man, you're holding us back. If they can make money off of us, we can make money off of us. My how things change, because I, I haven't watched any Lifetime movie since the Aaliyah movie, because the Aaliyah movie was so trash. But uh, I heard the Clock Sisters one was good, and that Salt and Pepper trailer looks good. So maybe I need to stop start watching Lifetime movies again. Yeah, I'm definitely going to yeah, watch excited. this I'm excited. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's coming out, but I am super excited. So dope. Yeah, I'm glad Lifetime... Are- I'm always glad Lifetime's doing stuff like that, but I just be feeling like some of our artists need to be celebrated a little bit better than just Lifetime movies. But that's just my opinion. All right, now let's talk about a new show that's going to be on Netflix today, Black AF. That's Kenya Barris. You know him from Creating Blackish and Rashida Jones. So we're looking forward to see that. And is they are talking about their chemistry as husband and wife, family dysfunction, the black experience, all of that. Uh, the series is based around a black family who lives a relatively affluent lifestyle but still carries all the baggage that comes along with being African-American in today's society. So y'all check That's that out. Day. That started streaming on Netflix today. That's my day. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down with Deepak Chopra, and then I'm going to watch Black is F, and then I'm going to uh, wait for Teddy Riley and Babyface, and then I'm going to watch Jordan. It's the weekend's covered, baby. You got it. Well, I have more I have more for you this weekend. Goody Mob will be on the season finale of Unsung. And but, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. So what that's time is that? Be amazing. Gosh, you got so hype, boy. <laughs> what day and time? Because that's because Goody Bob Soul Food is one of the greatest <laughs> hip hop albums of all time. If you're not from the South, you probably don't understand. What what date what date was that? What day and time? Yeah. I believe that Unsung comes on on Sundays, but let me just double check. Man, um, I pray it don't clash with the, the Jordan doc. You can watch it. You know, you uh, can figure it out. When is the Jordan Duck? Sunday night. What time? It com- oh, no, no. This comes on April 19th. What day is April 19th? Sunday. Oh, yep. Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Yep, it's both Sunday. Yeah, it is on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, but you know what? I will say this. They show Unsung like back to back, so you probably can... You just have to stay up late. All right, so I'm just giving you some good TV. Also... For mm-hmm. my per- one of my personal favorites, Bosch, actually is back today on Prime Video. It's season six of Bosch. So make sure you check that out also. Season seven, next season will be the last and final season of Bosch. All right, I didn't know now, Bosch still came on. Yeah, it's actually the longest running and most successful show on Prime Video. Wow. So while you're binge watching things, you might want to start watching that. All right, now let's talk about beef getting squashed. This is amazing. Jim Jones and French Montana, after 15 years of not getting along, they finally stopped beefing. They squashed it on Instagram Live. French Montana captioned, 15 years of beefing ended up with laughs and war stories. Big moment for hip-hop. Shout out to Jim Jones. Me and Jewels was in the Phantom. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. You threw your middle finger up at me. I said, I should get out right now and whip your <laughs> ass, you <little> <laughs> <dumb>. <laughs> You was by yourself. I remember that. Me and Jewels was in the Phantom like that. He had mad behind us, and I let it, I left it alone. Jewels like, man, leave that alone. Why you keep bothering that, <laughs> man? I'm like, hi, Jewels, man. I, nah, that I remember that like yesterday. I saw you had L's with you. You had security in the oven. I was like, <laughs> and you held the security back. He was like, nah, nah, we're going to dip. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, especially it's when, great. um, especially when I can't even remember what they was beefing over to begin with. I don't know. Uh, they were beefing over. It, it, it was, was a business um, deal for them first. It was and a then business it was Max deal B. going bad. And then it was Max mm-hmm. B and they never got along. It was nasty in New York. It was that nasty anyway. They couldn't be in the same clubs. They couldn't be in the same places. They were throwing bottles at each other in clubs and in, in venues. So the fact that they, uh, you know, put their beef to the side and, and, 
at, and actually going to do a stack bundle in Chinks Day? That's dope. That is that is. Now really I wonder if Max B. I wonder if Max B. and Jim Jones is going to squash their beef next because now French can I'm, maybe try to. Max B. been happen? in jail for how long? Max B. Salute to Max B. Max been in jail for damn near a decade at this point, right? I'm sure right, he yep. don't give a damn about no beef on the street. I'm sure that's the last right. thing on his mind. Another beef squash, Nicki Minaj and Big Fendi. They have put the past behind them. Fendi has his That's a Fendi podcast, and here's what happened. At the end of the day, it was like, I felt like you didn't give me my credit. But Fendi, at the end of the day, I don't think you were understanding because we played around so much, and plus you were older than me, so you probably was like, oh, just, she just nagging, or she just complaining again. You didn't understand that I was really reaching a breaking point, and maybe I didn't articulate that right. You know what I mean? But my thing is, we felt out like we had problems and then i put out a debut album that did 400,000 in first week it wasn't like my success came and then i said fendi okay. i said fendi first salute to my guy big fendi we got to give fendi back his instagram page man salute to my guy adam at instagram adam give fendi back his his instagram page he didn't mean anything by it it was just some areola, a couple ass cheeks. That's oh, all. Oh my goodness! But I'm glad they squashed yeah, you know, their beef too, because he, yeah, he was very he was monumental very in Nikki's yeah, career early on. In her in her career, that's who I used to have to deal with when I worked at Sirius. Anything with Nikki was Fendi. So I, I never even heard of Nicki Minaj until to come up, not to come up DVDs. What was the DVDs Fendi was doing? Was it the Dirty Money joints? Or uh, maybe maybe he just just used to be on these DVDs. I don't know if they were necessarily his, but I remember seeing. Yeah, it was the Come Up DVDs. Nicki used it was, to be it on. It was his. It was his DVDs. I thought Come Up was French. French was Come Coke Up DVDs was French. I'm confused. French now. was Coke Boys. I don't remember either. I just remember I started first seeing Nicki Minaj with Fendi on those DVDs, Dirty Money Entertainment. Absolutely. So, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. There's no permanent friends or enemies when it comes to business. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't think that you know personal relationships should be ruined just because the business didn't go right. All right. That's, that's well, my uh, And listen, we talked a lot about new shows to watch over the weekend. I just got to at least mention, you know, there's a lot of new music out today, too. The Baby's album is out. Blame it on Baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, Division, Division, and y'all, I don't know if you guys listen to Division, but I love Division. I still have Division on my playlist from a couple of uh, years ago that when they put out their first project. So I'm excited that about group? that. So, yes. Okay. So make sure you don't promote his group. Um, I don't. I didn't take a look to see if he promoted them, but Buju's on the album. Ty Dolla mm-hmm. Sign, uh, Party Next Door, Jesse Reyes, Noah Allegra, Summer Walker. So this feels like I got to listen to that. That's what I'm gonna be listening to this weekend. Also, uh, Westside Gun. He dropped Pray for Paris. That album. Tech Nine also put out an album. Enter Fear. Um, and Fredo Bang put out his most hated mixtape. So a lot of things going on. The Dream. He has uh, shared a 13-track project that will get you in the mood. So you can check out his Slow Jams project that he put out. You know we love listening to The Dream whenever possible. So, yes. Right. And Drake promoted it. Drake did promote it. Charlamagne, he, he did promoted promote it. it? Yeah. Put it on his gram? Yep. Okay. I saw it because Mr. Morgan posted it. But Yep. And here's a little fun fact. Division has a song called Angela, just, you know, so y'all know. Not on this project, but previously. All right, I'm oh, Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. He said, I think I have an ad lib on this song. <laughs> My goodness. All right. All right. Now, y'all should we- end this weekend. If y'all want to get in the mood, go flashback to Divisions Too Deep. That's an amazing song. Okay. All right. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. You throw it back because it's Friday. So let's get into it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests on the line. We have Toya right here and Regine Carter. Good morning, guys. 
Good morning. Hey, good morning. Now, Regine, how y'all quarantining? Looks, looks like a whole bunch of money she got on a Versace. Regine look rich. Hair done. <laughs> She looked like Toya she looked rich too. Money. Toya looked rich too, but Toya looked a little, little subtle rich. Regine like, nah, I wake up like this, okay? I got it. <laughs> yes. Why y'all not quarantining together? Y'all live in different places? Yes, she has her own place. Yeah. I bought my own house. Regine's not 15 Ooh. anymore, Charlamagne. <laughs> Regine rich for real. <laughs> Regine, so what do y'all talk? Y'all FaceTime every day? All day. Yeah. All day, every day. Regine, have you been by yourself, though? Yes, I have. I have. Why are you going to her business right, trying just, to find out who's there, Yeet? Goodness checking, gracious. <laughs> what was that look for? So you might have to drive over there and check. I know I don't. Not at my age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like my, me and my friends, we, we FaceTime, we play games on, like, house parties. We're, I keep myself entertained. So, Regine, you're single now. Who's sliding in your DMs? Because we've been watching Friends and Family Hustle. We know the new season started. We know that Cucumber Party was the last straw in your relationship with YF and Lucci. So, who's in those DMs now? Um, you know, I don't know who's in the DMs, honestly. I don't even be looking because I'm not, you know, I'm trying to, I'm getting more involved with myself and, you know, loving myself more and... I feel like, you know, God is going to bring somebody to me. Like, I'm tired of these, this generation. I can't deal with how these young boys, they, they walk, they move. I can't deal with it. Like, my 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 um, my um head space is different. So I'm going to just wait for my husband because I can't deal. I'm going to just have fun and just, you know, love on myself, love me and whoever. That's why you're on love on yourself and, and add to me, then hey. What do you tell her, Mommy? What, what do you tell your daughter during this time about these nasty-ass boys? I mean, at the end of the day, I want her to be happy, but I don't want her to just be out here settling and allowing guys to disrespect her. Like, they, that was our issue before. And, you know, you live and you learn, you grow, and I'm so glad she's mature enough to... You know, to now she sees, you know, and she understands and she knows what she wants. So whenever mm-hmm. the right guy come along, I'm just praying that he's just respectful, treats her like a queen, and all of those things. And it's not no rapper, okay? I'm, no rappers. Now, you, 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 now, Toya, you can't say that. No rappers. That's enough for rappers. <laughs> Her daddy's a rapper. You can't just. Come on, Charlamagne. You can't date one rapper and just keep going rapper, rapper. I see what you're she saying. Had her, that was enough. Like, I dated a dad. Her she dad said, that's enough. I wasn't about to keep doing a rapper thing. Like, that's enough. You can't go through Cause a Because they, they'll unfairly label Regine if she start dating multiple rappers. It, exactly. So yes. That's, but, that's no. Regine, let me ask you this, though, because it seemed like you kept going back and... You know, for some reason, that was such a, like, you would break up, you guys would get back together. A lot of things were really public. Uh, what had you, like, keep going back and... I mean, honestly, I was, I was in love with Ray. I mean, I feel like I'm still kind of in love with him, but I love him from a distance now. You know, it's like, it's to the point where I love myself more. So it's like, I would never disrespect him as to, like, dating another rapper or, or bashing him because... We've had, we had a, we have a bond, we had a bond that was very strong. And at one point it was healthy, it was cool, I was happy. So I feel like 
that's what kind of kept me going. Like, and also, I don't like starting over. I hate starting over because it's just like, oh, I got to get to know you again. Right. I got to trust you. I got to see if you're really here for me or if you're trying to get turned up. Like, you know, so it's, it's just, that was what I was used to when I was young and growing. It was my first little grown man. It was like I thought I was doing something. What did Daddy say when you were going through all, all that stuff? My dad is like my best friend. He He's always, he's like, oh, let me tell you. My dad is really like good cop, bad cop. Yeah, my dad is very <laughs> like, he's not confrontational. He's not there like, okay, he's like, listen, if you like it, I love it. So if I come to him and I'm like, yeah. I'm mad at Ray. Then he like, baby, you gotta leave him then. Like you can't you can't trip. like listen, like if they, if he's not making you happy because my father treats me like a queen. So he always say, Hey baby, if mm-hmm. he ain't treating you better than me, it's over with. Like True. so I feel like at the I kept calling him because I do talk to my daddy. He's a rapper, he understood Ray. And I'm not gonna say every time he was like, Oh yeah, leave him sometimes he'll be like, Okay, nay, like this time I understand you tripping, da 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 da. But because I'm a girl, I did. I was sometimes tripping. But also, he also told me like, listen, you gotta love yourself. I love you. You gotta mm-hmm. pick somebody that loves you more than I love you. You know how you grew up. How you saw me love on you and and feed you and mm-hmm. take care of you and respect you. So it's like you look for that in a man. Me and my daddy. That's great advice. And yep. that I was just like. Okay, yeah. Yep. I will say I think you might have been a little hard on Luchito only because you know YFN <laughs> stands for Young Faithful <laughs> So you know he wasn't doing nothing at that cucumber party. It was so many cucumber parties, though. It wasn't just like that party. It was the, it, That party didn't start at just trouble in Alexis Sky's party. It was it started off with his manager party, and I already had told him that, okay, you got your fun, but I don't like that. And I felt like since it was, like, trouble and then they broadcasted it, and I was like, dang, I feel like you just saying, forget about me, you know, and you mm-hmm. still going. And right. so, okay, it was just, it wasn't just that one, Q, oh, the Q, I know you a rapper, I know you did, but I told you that I don't like it. So if you right. do it again, that's like you saying, okay, forget what you like. Wasn't you at the party, too? Checking on him. Yes, I was at the party because I was spying on him. I went oh, there. got you. I wasn't supposed to go there. I wasn't going there. My mo- Nobody knew. It was me and Zanik. We was like, hey, we don't go and spy on these dudes, okay? Because me and I, <laughs> her boyfriend was there, too. So we was like, let's go. So we went there. I got my own sex, and I thought I was it. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh, this is a... Um, it's a real party. <laughs> so we got to go. We got to go. This ain't our type of party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if he cleans it up, does he have another shot? If he cleans things up? Oh, um, no. We're friends. I feel like at this point, it's like, um, it's too much. Like, <laughs> Look at Toya. <laughs> yeah, it's a point where it's like, you have, he like, like it's deeper. It's deeper than a cucumber party. That's the thing. It's deeper than a cucumber party. So I'm not gonna say too much. It's deeper than that. It's things that I don't think will change. So. Right. Well, season three of Family Hustle has started, and I see you guys are going to be dealing with some difficult things, in particular the trial for your brother's murder, Toya. So how hard mm-hmm. is that now for you to have to deal with? Uh, because you know that's definitely a heartbreaking situation. 
that was extremely hard for us to deal with. And we happened to be filming during that time. So, of course, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we showed what we were going through at the time. As time go on, it gets easier to deal with, but it's a mm-hmm. pain that would never go away. So, of course, when I see it, you know, on a, on a show or when, you know, we bring it up and talk about it, it you know, it's a, it's a touchy situation. Right. But I'm I'm happy that they got the justice they deserve and, you know, we just they will forever be in our heart. Well, we appreciate you Absolutely. guys for checking in, man. We're so grateful that you guys are quarantined, staying out the way, and staying healthy. So yes. thank you so much for checking in this morning. It's the Breakfast Club. Stay, Good stay, morning. Stay healthy. Peace. Okay, All right, y'all. Y'all be safe. Thank you. All right, now. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Dr. Phil for joining us this morning. Salute to Dr. Phil. Uh, FYI, we um we taped that we yesterday. See him, we yeah. see him trending, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I see him trending for, uh, you know, the comments that he made. I, 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 listen, I, I must be crazy because I'd be understanding what, he, what they be saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I just think that he was wrong because, you know, none of those things are contagious. But car accidents do kill 1.35 million people a year. They don't stop making cars. They don't lower the speed limit. Smoking cigarettes results in 408. Smoking cigarettes results in 480,000 deaths a year, but they don't stop selling cigarettes. Yeah, but it's not contagious. That's the whole thing. And I think with coronavirus, too, the disparity and how it's affecting black people also is a big deal. I don't know what the numbers are as far as the the disparities when it comes to car accidents. You think smoking cigarettes isn't uh, negatively affecting black people? Especially in the black community? I'm talking about the disparities. I don't know if there's a big difference in how it affects the population. I, I get it, but I just, th- I, I just think what it, it is contagious. But my point is, these things hurt people. But they don't do anything to correct the hurt because they're all making profit off it. A fo- sm- sm- cigarettes should not be sold anywhere if 480,000 people are dying a year I because agree. of it. But anyway, also shout to Regina Carter and Toya Wright for joining us this morning. Salute yes, to family hustle is back on TV, and they're going through a lot. I think it'll be interesting to watch, as uh, you know, Regina is always affected by. I feel like, and Toya talks about this on the show, just what people talk about online. I think that's something everybody can relate to, especially for kids, to pay attention to your kids' mental health when it comes to social media. All right. Hey, I want to salute my dude Carlito too, man. Carlito is a funny guy. Carlito is um a barber. That's my. He used to cut our hair, hair revolt. He still cuts my hair when I when I go to Atlanta. He got a shop in Atlanta. Now. He texted me yesterday and he said, "We texted me this morning." He said, "What you and Chico did yesterday was dope because Chico does this thing called Hairline Hairline Chronicles, where he has brothers, uh, you know, just coming on his IG live and showing their hairlines." And mm-hmm. and Carlito said. When you ready, I would be honored to cut your hair off, and in return, I will let you cut mine. Lito, don't let me ruin your hairline, my brother. Okay, oh my I haven't I haven't had a hairline in years because of brothers trying to uh you know practice on me. My cousin Dante used to practice on me back in the day. He used to be trying to get my hairline so sharp that he used to push it all the way back. Don't let me do that. Mm-mm. Don't let me do that to you, Lito. <laughs> and Mm-mm-mm. also, let me shout out. You need my a hug right Lisa. now, too, bro. 
since we're talking about things that happened yesterday, my girl Valicia, she does this branding intensive series where people can come in and join on Eventbrite and she talks to different people. And it was a great conversation. You know, Valicia started Ween, which is an academy that is a nonprofit where she helps young women who want to be in the entertainment industry uh, actually learn things and break in. And I always teach a class for Ween. And yesterday we did this online branding intensive and it was really, really fun. I had a great time talking to all the women who joined in the conversation. So shout out to my girl, Valicia, who is always out here doing work for our young women. All right. Valicia. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. Uh, the positive note, I want y'all to remember this this weekend. My healing is already in process, okay? Uh, my willingness to forgive begins my healing process. I allow the love from my own heart to wash through me, cleansing and healing every part of my body. I know I am worth healing. You deserve that healing, people. Breakfast club, bitches. You all finished or y'all done?